0: Hello and welcome to the modern Casanova podcast with me Troy Francis and it's episode 25 toughening up so welcome to the show I hope you are well Uh, it's been a little while since I've done one of these and I apologize for that no excuses as always uh, because there never are really any excuses but it has been a busy time for me as some of you will be aware if you read my uh, blog over at realtroyfrancis.com or if you follow me on Twitter or indeed Facebook then you will probably know that it's been a busy time for me for a number of reasons and that kind of plays into toughening up which is what, what I want to talk about today. But just to fill you in, so the things that have changed for me are I left my job, so I've finished my corporate job now. I know I'm know no longer employed by um, anyone else apart from myself. Uh, I also left my flat in London and I have just recently moved over to Berlin in Germany where I am currently in my apartment here. So sorry if it's a little bit echoey. Please do feedback to me on sound quality and I will do everything I can to improve going forward, but uh, yes, I am in my apartment in Berlin. Um, it looks like quite a sunny day outside, although unfortunately I haven't really had the opportunity to get out yet because I've been working all morning, and that's really you know what I need to be doing because the whole purpose of this was it's not just a big holiday. The purpose of this is for me to to come here and to work to get on with creating you know new content, new products, uh, you know new. Uh, insights that will and putting them out there in a, in a entertaining and effective way that will hopefully be if you know useful and um good fun for all of you guys. And I know a lot of guys listen to this podcast. I do get uh some really really nice feedback on it. So I am conscious that um you you know you're listening and I want to do a good job on this. So please do feedback to me. And in the meantime, I will uh bring this back onto the regular. Weekly schedule again as I should have been doing uh, for the last few weeks But as I said, I mean, it's no small thing to be making those sort of big changes in your life And then on top of that, uh, I also had some troubles with Liliana who is my who is a well one of my um, FB's uh, if you like fuck buddies Uh, And you can read all about that on my website realtroyfrancis.com if you look up uh, Zagreb, Croatia there's some kind of interesting stories there about various things that happened but um you know i mean it, difficult time really i mean this was somebody that i spent quite a lot of time with and uh it i made some mistakes and it all went very badly wrong and i suppose that affected my mindset a bit and what that really comes down to is a lack of abundance and if i had a lack of abundance at that point then it's because I wasn't approaching enough. And the reason I wasn't approaching enough because I'm making all these other big changes in my life. So there was kind of a snowball effect of different things going on because obviously you're moving countries, you're you're moving jobs, you're sorting out real estate and stuff. Um, You've got a lot on your plate and that meant that my going out and filling my pipeline by approaching new girls was reduced. And as a result of that, you you have less irons in the fire, you have less plates to spin and so you become more reliant on those that do remain um so there it is but uh you know it's an ongoing story um and uh, you know the the one thing is that i managed to get some quite good content out of it so i know a lot of people enjoy particularly there's one article that i wrote um i think is called however hot she is you have to be prepared to walk away, which I wrote in the airport at Dusseldorf the day after, um, or, or rather a couple of days after uh, all of this stuff happened with, uh, in Zagreb with uh, Liliana and her ex-boyfriend and um, you know some various sort other of crazy stuff. And that actually turned out to be one of the most popular articles I've ever done. And it was pretty raw, really. I mean, it's not really the kind of thing in a way, you know, you want to be talking about if you're a game expert or you're a game guru or you know you're you're a pickup artist or whatever you want to call it do you really want to be talking about the times when you fell on your arts when you made a mistake and when you um messed up and increasingly i think yes because not enough people do talk about this sort of stuff now to be fair people you know i'm not saying nobody ever talks about it i mean certainly there are other um PUAs who will produce content about failure, who will talk about their rejections and so on. And and that's great. Um, And really, I'm sort of going in the same vein as that because I suppose the point I want to make is what what I really am interested in doing is to document the lifestyle of somebody who is into, you know, meeting different girls and traveling and um, working for themselves. And I'm interested in sort of documenting that lifestyle going forward as it happens and you know the truth of the matter is that sometimes you know we drop the ball sometimes things don't go our way sometimes we make mistakes even when we know that we're making them uh we cock things up and that's just kind of part of the course really so i wanted to document that hopefully um people got some entertainment and they can avoid uh, you know, making some of the mistakes that I made in that instance, but you know, I know what I need to be doing, and I can articulate it well, which is why I produce content that you know people enjoy. But that doesn't mean that I'm superhuman. That doesn't mean that I don't mess up from time to time. So you know, I want to put that out there because I just want to be honest uh, with guys because I think that is a really valuable thing, um, and I certainly like to see that when I'm reading content by other people. So with all of that said, um, I wanted to talk a bit about toughening up today, because, and I think it relates, because for me, there are a couple of strands that I want to pull out of this, and, and the first strand, I guess, is toughening up in one's uh, life, and then there is another strand, which I'll touch on, which is about toughening up in the context of a relationship, and becoming more dominant, and becoming more assertive and in control. So I find those things really interesting, and first off, um, Toughening up as a human being. And I think um, in society, and I think a lot of game really comes down to the ability not to take shit. It's about not taking bullshit, setting boundaries, um, having a line that cannot be crossed, and being prepared to walk away. Now, in order to do that, you need to toughen up because... One of the reasons I think that we are nice guys, or a lot of people are nice guys when they come into this, um, is because they are afraid, you know, they are scared that if they do something to upset another person, then that person is gonna go away and they will never see them again, and that person will take away some resource from them, whether it's sex or affection or comfort or something else. And, you know, that may be true, it may be the case, that when you lay down a boundary um, and you state what your line is then the other person might well um, walk away and refuse that but you have to be prepared for that and you have to have the internal resources to deal with that in a way that doesn't allow you to compromise yourself now in the past and I'm talking years and years and years ago now because I'm terribly, terribly old now. I'm in my early 40s. Um, in the past, with when I was starting out and having girlfriends um, and so on in my sort of early 20s, um, I was a supplicating wreck, really, and that led to the, uh, you know, a lot of unpleasant situations and a lot of relationships uh, failing because, you know, I was a walkover. Um, and... Unfortunately, and I don't say this about all girls, I mean, I wouldn't say this about all men, Um, but unfortunately, my observation over the years has been that if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, then you will get treated like shit by people. Um, And that's certainly what happened to me in the early days. So, you know, I've written about this in my book, How to Be an Arsehole, but uh, the first girlfriend say girlfriend in inverted commas, that I got was actually a very hot girl, um, very attractive blonde girl who I met in Manchester in a club, and we were, to, we were only together for about six months, but, um, you know, I was besotted with her, she was very, very hot, she was better than I thought that I deserved, and, you know, she was a she was a party girl, she was a girl who liked to go out, she liked male attention, she liked to dance with guys, she liked guys to fancy her, she was you know, very, very, very um, uh, proud of the way she looked, she liked to be complimented on that, she liked to be sexually desired and everything. Now, you know, for whatever reason, well actually, I kind of go into the reasons in my, in my book, How to Be an Arsehole, which you can get on Amazon uh, for 9 I think, so go and check it out. Um, enough of the plugging. So yeah, it, in that book I do sort of go into what I think the reasons were for her being attracted to me, and I think it came down to radical differentiation the fact that I stood out from a lot of other guys so that sort of got me through the door and you know we had sex and everything so it it got me that far which is obviously good but what I completely lacked was any sort of toughness at all I hadn't toughened up at all I I was soft I was a walkover and I would let her do anything that she wanted to do because Essentially, I was grateful to be with her, you know. My mindset, if I don't and I, and I probably would have articulated it like this, was you know, this girl is far too good for me. I am lucky that to be with her, and I'm certainly lucky to be having sex with her. So for that reason, she can pretty much do anything she wants to do. And um I remember one instance where trying to think of some concrete examples I remember one instance of this where we were sitting in a cafe having a drink in the afternoon or having a coffee in the afternoon and this other guy comes along who was a DJ you know a cocky smarmy kind of git who came along and basically sat with us and um, you know proceeded to sort of take over the the conversation now nothing untoward happened between them or anything but she was certainly um amenable to it and I suspect that she fancied him a bit and I don't know whether anything happened later on between the two of them but um that is an example of you know somebody who just hasn't toughened up at all and clearly there's two strands to that for a start um I had a girl who was entertain, you know who, who was happy to entertain another guy in front of me which was um, out of order, and I think you know from memory she was being a little bit flirtatious towards him, and so on. So that is is one thing, um, and of course the other thing is I didn't uh, say anything to the guy about it either. So I didn't say to the, you know I could have maybe said to the guy, listen, um, it's really nice to see you, but we are you know having a, a private drink here, and perhaps we could catch up another time, or you know something like that, just to just to get rid of this this other guy. So and the problem is that people are aware when you compromise and what I think happens in life is that people pretend to you and maybe to themselves but certainly to you that what they are doing is acceptable but really they know when they've crossed a boundary and if you accept that without doing anything about it then even if it's just on a subconscious level they know they are aware that they have got one over you and If it's a girl doing that to you, if it's a girl who gets one over you, then you are in a very bad situation because the respect starts to erode. Um, And so, and when the respect starts to erode, then the attraction starts to erode and then you are on a slippery slope down to nowhere really. So, you know, it's not very, it's something that you need to be aware of. And this is all around frame and it's all around the games that people play. Um, in society, and I think as I've got older and I've read a lot of things, and you know, I've got the three, I've got three of the Robert Green books on my shelf now uh, Mastery, uh, The 48 Laws, Seduction and Mastery, and I, I need to get The Art of War. Uh, sorry, not the, here's one about war as well. Um, because, you know, I, I'm fascinated with the way all of this works, and so it seems to me as I get older and I observe people more. Um, and, and more situations happen to me, and I, I'm involved in, you can see how everything really is a frame battle. Everything is about somebody else trying to um, enforce their frame onto you. And that's absolutely fine in the sense that, you know, everybody, in my view, is free to do what they want to do. You know, um, what you have to be very clear on is what you're going to accept. Um, because If you're not, then unfortunately, you are going to get messed around. And remember as well, when we think about this in a game context, of course, women are attracted to alphas. Now, you know, we could argue about what the the definition of a true alpha is, but let's be honest. Is it going to be the guy who is pushed around and who submits to her frame and who jumps through her hoops? Well, clearly, no, it isn't. You know, so you've got to be very, very careful about not only identifying what um, other people are trying to do around you, and it won't necessarily be obvious, and they might they might lie about it, they might try and make out that it's acceptable, but you have to have your own line, and you have to be prepared to take action as a result of that. Now, <clears throat> what kind of action are you going to take if somebody uh, crosses the line with you? Well. You know, um, we live in a society that is governed by laws and rules and right and so. So, you know, I'm not for any seconds um, suggesting that you do anything, you know, illegal or violent or, or anything like that. I mean, that would maybe be the ultimate sort of conclusion of what I'm saying, because if we take this back to a, uh, you know, an almost evolutionary sort of standpoint, then this would be all about fighting and sort of, you know dominance through force, but obviously we're not talking about that here uh, in today's society. What we're talking about is the sanctions that you can impose. And so the sanctions that you can impose are, for one thing, being very, very clear about where the line is and that there is a line. And then I think really the greatest sanction um, that we have as men in the dating arena certainly is the sanction of walking away. Um, and it doesn't necessarily sound very much when you put it like that, but it's a very, very powerful thing. Because for a start, when somebody is elusive, and um, when they're not easy to, to grasp or get hold of, then they suddenly become 10 times more attractive than they were before. So that's the first thing. Um, <clears throat> and the second thing is, a lot of guys are just too scared to do this. A lot of guys won't walk away. A lot of guys won't, um, you know, walk out on a girl for bad behaviour because um, they have a scarcity mindset, and so therefore they, you know, they, they won't risk doing that because they are going to risk upsetting the girl. But that takes you back to where I was with that first girlfriend. You know, you're so scared to um, upset her, you're so scared to piss her off that you'll tolerate almost any behaviour at all um, in order to you know, in order to keep her sweet, if you like. Now, if we look at the example of what happened in Zagreb, I'll put a link to the article underneath this in the description so you can go and read it, rather than me telling the whole story again. But but basically, I was in a situation where I felt that the girl, Liliana, had acted up. She'd acted acted in a, a way that was unacceptable to me. She was, you know, she had suggested something that I felt was unacceptable. Now, she, she tried to justify it, and she had a point of view, um, you know, and she said, well, no, but what about this, and what about that, and actually, you know, think about this. And, <clears throat> I mean, you know, there's no objective. I mean, you know, we weren't on Judge Judy. There was no sort of adjudicator sitting there and saying, well, actually, she's right and you're wrong, or you're right and she's wrong. Um... I, I think, I, I'm try, I, when I try to be as objective about it as possible, I still think that she was out of order in the situation. Um, but you know, that's just my view, and obviously my view is coloured because I, it, I was involved in the situation. But the point being, in a sense it doesn't really matter who's right or wrong, because there is no right or wrong in a lot of these things. What matters is where are your boundaries, what are you willing to tolerate when are you willing to be prepared to walk now the situation in the club in in Zagreb was for me was was uncomfortable for a number of reasons it brought up a lot of sort of old stuff that that, you know that I've had to deal with over the years in terms of you know sort of stuff that I've had to work through um, as part of my spiritual and mental development if you like so it brought up all of these weird things and I was feeling very uncomfortable and all the way through it, all the way through that evening, I was basically thinking, at any point here, I'm going to bail. I'm just going to fucking bail. I'm going to get a taxi. Uh, I'm going to get an Uber. I'm going to get out of this club. I'm going to go to the airport, and I'm going to fly back to London, and I, I will never see her again. And I was completely prepared to do that throughout the whole evening. And I didn't actually have to do it throughout throughout the whole evening, because actually, things were... You know, pretty okay really throughout the night it wasn't it it wasn't ideal but it wasn't it wasn't very bad until at the end of the night something happened which you can again read about on the article but but basically she wanted to get me involved in some sort of group kind of scene with her ex-boyfriend and some other people and I just at that point I just snapped and I just said look I'm not I'm not going to do that I didn't come here to watch you getting banged by your ex I mean that's completely ridiculous and it's just not you know something that I would ever sign up for um and I walked out I walked out of the club um I got an uber I left her there I said you can do what you want but I am not being involved with this which I think is the only fair way to go about it because what I wasn't doing was saying well actually okay so first what I did say was come back with me otherwise um there is no way forward for us so I gave her that opportunity and I did try to persuade her, but you, you can only do that so much. I mean I wasn't gonna sort of grab her. I mean, what you know, th- there's a limit to what you can do in that situation. And people, in the end, have their own free will, and you can't, there's no point as well forcing somebody to do something that they don't want to do. You can't force somebody to be in love with you. You can't force somebody to um, you know, to worship the ground you walk on. It has to come from them to you. Um, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't, but that doesn't mean that you then stay in that situation, and that is absolutely your choice. So I, um, as I say, I walked out of the club, I was, I was in a cab going back to the, the hotel where we were staying, I was looking on my phone for flights back to London, um, there wasn't any, or there were terrible times and terrible prices, so then I thought, okay, I'll get a, a, a separate hotel, and I'll stay there myself for the next two days, and then I'll go back on my own you know, get a chance to do some work, look around the city and stuff. Um, So I was looking for that. I found a hotel that would um, have taken me. Um, So I got back and I was sort of packing up my stuff. And then she messages me and she says, I'm coming after you. Um, I'll I'll be back soon, hopefully. And, you know, that seemed to me a a concession at the time. That seemed quite a major concession, really, because as far as I was concerned, it seemed like she was just going to, go off, you know, pretty much with her ex-boyfriend and do whatever, and I thought, well, there's no way, there's no way that I can continue to be involved with her in any way after that, because it's such a show of disrespect, um, but actually she, um, she came after me, and so I sort of relented, and we ended up spending the next couple of days together, and it was, it was, it was all fine, um, and I mean, arguably, you could say, well, maybe I shouldn't have relented it anyway. Maybe I should have just got, you know, got the other hotel and everything. But you, you know, whatever. But the the point that I'm making is that, um, because I walked away, she was compelled to follow me. But she followed me of her own volition. You know, she followed me. And she was she was quite chastened as well when she got back. I mean, she was crying, and I mean, it, it'd been quite an emotional night anyway. I think, and you know, she'd. Uh, drunk and taken some naughty substances and things but you know it, it was so as a sanction it works but but here's the point um for a start in order to pull that I needed to toughen up because that's the kind of thing I would never have done that with my first girlfriend I would never ever in a million years have done that I would have been too scared of losing her uh you know that scarcity mentality um I'm probably too much of a nice guy. I think, well, it's a bit, it's a bit impolite, it's a bit rude, or sort of, you know, some shit like that. Um, whereas now, I'm, I, I, I will say, well, no, this is the boundary. You're crossing it. I'm, I'm out. I'm going. That's it. Goodbye. Um, so you have to toughen up. I, I've had to toughen up um, over the years in order to be able to, to do that. And the other thing to bear in mind is um, you can't do this stuff for show you know you have to mean it you have to actually be prepared to to walk and get the hell out of there um because i think if you do it for show and you do it to try to manipulate then that's just going to backfire on you because they're going to sense that in some way um and um and then last the other well the last week or before last something else happened with her and so i ended up um, and and we've been in contact like kind of like every day she's sending me messages and she's sending me you know dog videos from facebook and all this kind of stuff um and again overnight i just blanked her i didn't block her from social media because i I felt that looked a little bit but her but i certainly i certainly blanked her and we had no communication at all for six days or certainly not from me She, she messaged me a few times um you know, and while I was thinking it, thinking about what to do, and uh, Black Dragon, on his wonderful uh, blog and his wonderful writing, talks about the art of soft nexting, and that was really what it was. It was a soft next, which is when you break all contact for a period uh, of time, which is what I did, um, and I was able to sort of think about things, and I went through various sort of, oh, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe, she, maybe I should maybe this is it, maybe this is a hard next and we never communicate again. Um, But then on the other hand, when you look at it a different way, perhaps actually she, you know, uh, she had not a point, but perhaps, you know, there there were certain extenuating circumstances with her that, you know, I had to consider, namely the fact that we weren't actually ever in a relationship or anything. And and I didn't really want a relationship, to to be honest. So it's hard to sort of say that she'd, contravened something when there'd never been an agreement, although I still feel that she had crossed the line. But anyway, the point is, you know, I, again, I, I did that. And when you do something like that, you do, you do risk. You do risk that that is it, and you'll never see that person again, because they'll just say, well, I, well fuck you then. Um, you have to not care. You have to be strong enough in yourself to do that. And it's hard, you know, it can be really, really hard. Um, but you have to have the resources, you have to toughen up. And, um, you know, and, and, and then more often than not you will find that the other person will then come to you. Um, and then the game has been reset because you have laid down a boundary and you have demonstrated that you are not going to be walked over. And then, if they come back to the table, then it's on a slightly different footing, and you can see whether there's then any way to move forward from that. There might not be. There might not be. And certainly, with this particular situation, um, with Liliana, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know um, what you know the way forward. There may be a way forward, but it needs to be on certain terms, and we will see. But the point is, you need to be tough, and you need to be prepared to walk, and you need to be serious about it. Um, We are now running out of time. So what I wanted to go on to talk about was um, toughening up within the context of the relationship itself and toughening up almost in a sort of, um, you know, being a dominant to her submissive, being dominant in a sort of sexual BDSM type way. But I think, thinking about it, I think actually... That, is, um, that deserves a whole episode of its own anyway, because obviously there's loads and loads of stuff you can go into there. So I won't talk about that now, but just to say that that is something that I've been becoming increasingly interested in. And um, if people are also interested, and please do let me know, drop me an email or leave a comment. Um, it's something that I, I will continue to focus on in, ter- in the writing and on the blog and everything, because um, I've sort of flirted around the edge of the... Fetish BDSM type scene for for quite a long time now, and it's not something that I'm Really really into to be honest. I just quite like girls wearing You know latex miniskirts. They look quite sexy, but um, it's not the whole activities and you know Dungeons and you know all this time people are, you know all these kinds of things Japanese rope, it, you know stuff. I'm not really that massively into it. I'm more of a sort of I'm more on the outside of it really but I mean what I think when I read content about it, when I, people have sent me some articles over the last couple of weeks, I've read some material, um, the notion of being dominant in that sense, in a sort of master-slave uh, BDSM sense, is really, really interesting in a game sense as well. And you can use some of this stuff uh, in terms of being dominant as an alpha male doing normal game. So we're not, it doesn't have to be any weird BDSM type setup, but just having an awareness of this stuff. Can be really really useful because it's all about holding the frame, it's all about having authority, it's about being assertive, having boundaries, and not taking shit. And that is really what I mean by toughening up. That's what you need to be prepared to do. Whatever the status of your relationship is, um you need to be very, very clear that you are in charge, and you're certainly in charge of yourself. So you know. You lay down the law, she can either accept that or not accept it, and that ultimately is up to her, but if it's not acceptable to you, then you are going to walk, and she needs to know that very clearly. So, toughen up, be prepared to uh, get out of there if things aren't to your liking, and be prepared to mean it as well. Don't do things for effect, and the way to get to that is to firstly have abundance, so you need to be approaching all the time and generating fresh Leads, as they say, uh, different girls that you have kind of on the go, um, and and have other interests, have a life. You know, that was the problem as well when I was younger. I didn't really have a life because I was drinking all the time. So, you know, there was nothing else apart from whoever this, you know, whichever girl it was that I was concerned with. Now, I've actually got a life. You know, I've got a lot to do. So, I have less capacity to deal with bullshit anyway. So, you know, I toughened up um uh, it's taken me a long time i'm still working on it um but it's something that's very important and i hope that you have found this useful do give me a shout uh, give me a rating and review on itunes if you can it'd be massively appreciated because i need to get this out spread the word get more guys on board uh, so please do share uh rating and review on itunes would be amazing Uh, or drop me an email you can go to my website realtryfrancis.com you can drop me an email through that or you can get hold of me on twitter or facebook as well so please do get in touch any thoughts any suggestions keep them coming in always glad to hear from you many thanks and that's the end of episode 25 um, about toughening up and i will speak to you next week bye-bye